Welcome to Inside Baseball with Old Chestnut. I'm Liam Allen with more sex. How you doing, MB? Well, apparently I'm a little eager. I jumped the gun on that uh, <laughs> countdown this morning. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing really good, pal. I'm doing really good. Good to see you. Yeah, same here. Same here. Um, so uh, sunny in Scottsdale, rainy in the East Coast. Right? Yeah, so it goes. Yeah, so, you know, I've... I had this little kind of concept going how out here um, it, it, the people are just nicer, right? That's my take and of pretty course. much everyone else's take. And I, yeah, it's 85 ago, and sunny. What's to be yeah, upset about? <laughs> yeah. So long before you were born, they had this little kind of gimmick thing called the pet rock. You okay. Heard I've heard of this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So it was like you buy a rock and – you know, it was like a pretend thing where it was like, uh, like your pet. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, and I, like you would mm-hmm. do uh, something, keep track of it or feed it or yeah, talk to it. Feed or feed it. it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So somehow I, <clears throat> I kind of came up with my own concept of, you know, I, th- I look at the people on the East Coast and then the people out here. <clears throat> and I would describe the differences. The people in the East Coast basically have a stick up their ass. And so yep. I thought we could put out this concept of a pet stick. <laughs> yeah. And if you wanted to know what it was like to be an East Coaster, you could buy the pet stick. You wouldn't, you could if you wanted, but you, you know, you, you, whatever. And you could see what it was like to be an East Coaster. So you can adopt one. You could get a cactus out there. <laughs> so um, yesterday, uh, it, you, you know, I've been banned for life from mountain biking because i hurt my back right but as we've yeah. discussed you you hate yeah. mountain biking so that you really yeah. you're gonna hype this uh, you're gonna give you're gonna milk this for all it's worth i'd say yeah banned from mountain biking okay well i i thought i hated it <clears throat> oh, here we so, go <laughs> so um you know i had jason uh pick up all my yeah my coach pick up all my stuff and then i had nate my pal and mechanic back out east pick up all my anything related to mountain biking or gravel biking has been retrieved from my possession and is in the process of being sold. Right. Hello, I hello, knew, hello. 
Hello. Soul. Uh, Hard soul. up for money. That gold is just killing you. It <laughs> is. Right. I, I did margin call, gentlemen. Jesus. So, because uh, so, I knew I, you know, yeah. I, I'm the laziest person I know. I There is no temptation I can pass up, right? Mm. So, anyway, I'm done with mountain biking. And so, yesterday, uh, instead of like putting the road bike on the back of the car, driving a half hour, to where people drive like normal people here so I can ride on the road. I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to go for a hike. Right. So, uh, cause there's great trails right out mm-hmm. the front, right out the front door. So I put on my uh, approach shoes versus my hiking boots and I figured I'd, I'd go walk for an hour. And so I start walking on the trail and at this point it's just a trail, you know, mm-hmm. dirt. And, go, and I'm like, Oh, this is, this is nice. You know, looking at the, mountain and the cactuses and then the grade picks up and now there's some rocks and i'm having to navigate a little bit more carefully because you know i i won't go into it now but for those who know approach shoes are different than hiking boots and and all of a sudden you know it's getting steeper and the rocks are a little looser and i'm thinking Fuck, would this be fun to ride on a bike? <laughs> uh, anyway, I know the um, I know the feeling. <laughs> anyway, so I go for this hike, and it's about an hour, and and I come back, and I'm like, oh, you know, you just got to play the hand you're dealt, and and maybe in a couple of years when Cheryl's not looking, uh, and you know my back's better, maybe mm-hmm. you know, maybe maybe mm-hmm. maybe right. So so I walk down. Uh, and I live in this area of uh, Scottsdale called uh, Silverleaf. And um, it's a nice community of uh, friendly people. And there's a golf club attached to it, which I am what's called a house member, mm-hmm. which means I can go in and use the restaurant or whatever. I think in the off season, if I wanted, I could use the driving range or something, but I, I got no interest in golf. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to claim that's even worse for my back than mountain biking. So, but I, anyway, I, I, you know, Cheryl's at some exercise class and I know that without her at the house, I got no shot of fending for myself for food. So I walked down to the, the clubhouse and I sit at the bar and once again, Cheryl's not there. So I ordered a cheeseburger. <laughs> and um but I think I'll do myself a favor. So no bun, no fries. Sure, right? that'll do Caesar it. Salad kind of <laughs> yeah. So there's a guy sitting kind of next to me at the bar <clears throat> and we just strike up a conversation. And I don't know, it was like twenty something years ago, maybe a little longer than that, you know, when I would be playing golf or something with somebody I didn't know, you know, we'd chat and I'd always ask them what they did for a living. And after a while, uh, you know, I started getting the vibe like, you know, this is a place to relax, right? And then not long after that, some younger said, young, some younger fellow said to me, hey, what do you do for a living? And I, I realized that I didn't really, I wanted to relax, right? So mm-hmm. I've made a habit of not asking people what they do for a living. So uh, I sit down at the bar and I order my, uh, cheeseburger and Caesar salad. And there's a, a, a guy next to me and we're chatting and he's about my age, friendly uh, looking guy. And we're having a nice conversation. And the, um, 
the bartender refers to him is Dr. Weinstein. And so I'm like, oh, uh, I guess you're a doctor. He says, yeah. He said, I'm a surgeon over at the Mayo Clinic. Uh, and I'm like, oh, that's, that's pretty interesting. So let me back up a second. So you remember how I told you the story? I was climbing with Marty. And I was asking about the Blair Witch Project. And yeah, yeah. He he didn't think it was scary because he knew that anywhere in the Northeast, if you see running water, <laughs> you can't get lost, yeah, right? Yeah. So the, okay. So anyway, um, I say to the guy, I said, "What what kind of surgery do you do?" Which I know is a little bit of a violation, but you know, I got a little direction here, right? Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and he says, uh, "You know, brain and spine." I said, "Oh." And you're a golfer, right? And he says, yes. So I said, well, here, let me tell you my joke. And I tell him about <laughs> the joke where, you know, the guy hits the shot, knocks yeah. the wife in the head. The mulligan, yeah, yeah. The yeah. mulligan thing. Yeah. And uh, he doesn't laugh at the end. Let me ask you a question. Do you change the club? Do you use Westchester or do you use, do you use the club you're at when you tell oh, the I joke? Use, I use, well, you use the club you're at because it sells it. <laughs> Exactly. Right? Okay. It's All right. Like, I, just, that's, like, I wanted to confirm. And, and, the, and the whole time I'm going, the true story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. No, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Okay. So, because when you, cause when you use Westchester, I'm thinking, all right, it gives yeah, it a, yeah, a, exactly. like a realm of real out. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So um, anyway, I tell the guy the joke and, uh, you know, the mulligan and this and that, and he, he doesn't laugh. And, and I said, oh, it, not funny. He goes, well, not really. And I said, why? He says, because I'm a brain surgeon. <laughs> I would never have anyone do an MRI in someone's rectum. <laughs> <laughs> Red flag. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So anyway, so I, off to a rough start with Doctor Weinstein. That was a tough, t- tough crowd. Talk, talk about a tough room. Anyway, um, we are spoiled for choice this weekend. Let me ask you a question. About. Do you do you introduce yourself as a podcast host when he says that he's I'm, a doctor? <laughs> I'm starting, depending on who it is. Um, so to someone that's a professional or that I don't have like a real relationship with, I would never mention the podcast thing. <laughs> no more than if I were a Twitter influencer. Right. Okay. Like, okay. Right, right. Right. So um, uh, anyway, there was, a, as, as Leslie would say, there was a disturbance in the force last week between <sighs> – more black on black violence. Mm-hmm. Did yep. you see this? I uh, did. Yeah, and I'm not talking about Chicago. <laughs> Please pick a city. I'm talking about the Academy right, yep. Awards. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> Freaking Will Smith. I know. Chris Rock. <laughs> I know. Leslie just as you mentioned Leslie's name, I just got an email from him in case you missed it, which I love. I, I love in yeah. case we missed it. <laughs> like yeah. you miss anything, okay? Yeah. And I don't even have to click the link because in the subject, okay, it's Kathy Wood says that Jerome Powell is playing with fire. So, yeah, as I said, we're spoiled for choice. I don't know where to go with this. There, I want to spend part of the time slamming people just because I I need a release. But there are some interesting things in the world of finance, which I would – I'd like to make sure we get to because, you know, the the listeners, you know, they, first of all, it's expensive to subscribe. 
Mm-hmm. We secondly, appreciate that. They, they, um, they commit an hour of their time. So I think we owe them a, a robust. And we've got good questions. Of, so I, yeah. 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 Uh, so let's start with uh, Kathy Wood. And we, we don't have to be all that uh, spend a nope. lot of time on her. Um, with all due respect to our friend over at the macro huddle, understanding I didn't short any of ARC. I, 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 I claim the Dave Rosenberg clause, which means I can say whatever I want right. and it doesn't matter because it economist. doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm a one handed economist. So anyway, as predicted here months ago, okay, not only has she been downgraded to negative by, was it Morningstar or mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Doji star, one of, one of these guys. <laughs> um, now, not only is she out, out telling the Fed, the only person in the galaxy thinking the Fed tightening at all is a mistake. She steps on her dick figuratively mm-hmm. by saying tens twos. Right. I know. I, I don't care. I don't care who you are. Anytime you say tens twos, I just the rest of what comes out of your mouth to me is just you know blubber. Um, so uh, uh, stick a fork in Ms. Wood, uh, and uh, I, I'm happy to move on if you think we've covered that. The best part of the ten two is the statement itself. Um, it's because she uses you know she she blames an economist. You know she says you know an economists have said you know yesterday the yield curve as measured by the difference between the ten. And two year treasury yields. I mean, it's just painful to read aloud. Why wouldn't she just write two slash ten s? Just just write it out like as if, as if you've been somewhere. You know, it's I, it's I, yeah, it's just yeah. It's, which yeah. will be dot dot dot. The Fed is going to raise interest rates as growth and or inflation surprise on the low side of expectations, which will be a mistake. Okay, so proclamation. A couple, this this launches me off into a nice branch. Okay. So I had a, a rather long conversation with a snowboard fish fan friend yesterday about interest rates. And he thinks, and I I believe this, that there's 10 hikes priced in to the market. And um, as I've said last week, pick a number, right? Who, yep. who knows? Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Uh, what we have going on here is an unusual circumstance where you have the twos tens <clears throat> repeat twos tens for the hearing impaired twos tens. Um, the two year closed at a two forty six, and the ten year closed at a two thirty eight. So we would say that's minus eight basis points. Okay, did I do that math right? Mm-hmm. I've been having trouble with math lately. You've you always have. <laughs> <laughs> Did I tell you what? I was having dinner with Michael Berry? Like, um, I, I, oops, I shouldn't have said his name. Um, I was having dinner with my friend Michael uh, a couple months ago, and we were at, uh, at uh, Sushi Yoshida in the city. Okay. Great fish, not great atmosphere, especially for dinner, because it's like you're in and out of 45 minutes. But we take turns paying the bill. And so it's my turn to pay. And I get the bill, and it's five hundred bucks. And uh, 
Which is pretty typical because, you know, we crushed a bottle of... <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and that was before the missus had me on this modified diet. So I had alcohol and rice. Um, <laughs> which is the new hookers and cocaine. In my for the retired crowd, yeah. <laughs> but I go, I go, uh, it's $500, $498 and I, or 20%. Yeah. And I come up with a thousand bucks. And I'm like... What? <laughs> I'm like, do this again. I'm like, five hundred times twenty percent, and I, I, I just must have been too drunk, and I unfortunately pulled out my calculator. And, okay, <laughs> okay. But um, a- anyway, uh, so we're in this situation now with twos tens, and um, what people have done for ages have said the shape of the yield curve is a predictor of the economy. Okay, everybody knows this now, right? So one thing I've wondered for a long time, okay, uh, and I'm, I have another example. I'll give the example second. Mm-hmm. But, um, what I've wondered for a long time is perhaps the twos, tens going to flat or inverting isn't a predictor of a recession. It's the cause you see what I'm getting at? Yeah. It's the other way around. It's the fact that we were inverted forces the economy into a recession. Now, I know that is not conventionalism, and I'm not even saying I, I believe it, but I'm just wondering. So I, I'll give you a couple examples of what happens when the curve, let's say, goes to flat. Mm-hmm. So the two-year and the 10-year have the, the same yield. Let's not even talk about an inversion. Because for all intents and purposes, six basis points is, or eight basis points is not a big deal. So if you talk about a futures contract, which is something I have uh, some experience with, within the contract, and specifically financial futures, there are very specific terms about what you can deliver, how you deliver it, but very importantly, and most importantly, is the curve shape changes when you can deliver it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So if you have a March contract, I think, and keep in mind it's been a while, right? But if you have a March five-year note future, okay, you might be able to deliver the the security if you're if you're short, you would to d- deliver. Uh, or that's known as issuing uh, to the long of the contract. And the long, when they take delivery, that's called stopping the contract. Mm-hmm, okay. mm-hmm. So I think you can deliver anywhere from the 29th of February in a leap year to March 31st. Okay. So give me a little leeway with this stuff because it's a long time since I've done it. Okay. So when you have a very steep yield curve, meaning the short rates are low and the long rates are high, you're highly incentivized to deliver if you're if you're long the, the bonds and short the futures contracts, you're incentivized to deliver on the last day because you're earning money all along. The okay, way. yep, yep. Okay, okay. Now as the curve has gotten flat, there's less incentive to wait. And, you know, in the master's class, 
for $29.95, I'll explain to you why this gets more interesting. But um, it, it really changes the whole dynamic of the futures contract I've, I've discovered. Yep. Okay. So you're with me so far, mm -hmm. right? Okay. So I've tried to keep this on a very basic uh, um, example, just because the, the details aren't that important in this scheme of what we're trying to talk about. So, but if you talk about futures contracts, that's a fucking microcosm of what's out there. Uh, another example, and this is where uh, the uh, convexity maven Harley Bassman would love to run amok, is that as the shape of the curve changes, this notion I talk about from time to time of forward price can move pretty dramatically. Uh, that's a little more complicated, and um, I'd rather not go too far into that today because, number one, we don't have the time. Number two, uh, I'd need a blackboard. Yep. But, but let's just go with old chestnut and say, as that forward price starts to swing around, it fucks up a lot of shit. Okay. Interesting. And, and just in a very generic sense, look at a bank. They borrow money by taking in deposits. Your checking account could be considered a deposit, and they pay you zero. And they go and they lend it to some guy at 5%, and they lose a little money. So instead of earning the, the 500 basis point spread, maybe they earn 350, but they are okay. But now as the short rate goes up, they don't pay you zero anymore. They're paying you. Mm -hmm. you know, one, two, three. Yep. And the loan rate, unless spreads move, the loan rate starts to come down. So their their net interest margin starts to decline. So they're making less money. So there's an element of this which makes me wonder, is it the tail wagging the dog, right? Is the, is the curve flattens? Uh, maybe that's, you know, through these various examples as I've just described to you, maybe that's what, causes the recession. I don't know. It's uh, Historians can argue about this for zillions of years. But. You're into correlation and causation, which you could, I feel like you, you have enough numbers and enough statistics that you can, that you can trot out that you can say, look, the curve inverts, you get a recession. Yeah. Uh, All right. You, you can, yeah. you can make that case factually. You can say, here are the facts. This, this is what happens. Is that correlation? You know, or is it cause it, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, it's I, a never-ending, you know, debate between the economists. Um, and they well, get paid either way. Duke and Duke get the commissions, which reminds me, I've really put my back into the Inside Baseball with Old Chestnut website. I can't even keep up with it. <laughs> it's it's unbelievable. It's, you know, I got a Content staff of, production is impressive. It's unbelievable. You know, the reason we're broadcasting on Sunday morning versus Saturday night is that whole montage we did of the you and me as kids and meeting on the bike ride and yeah. <laughs> it got tied up in post-production. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, so uh, there's just so many things I want to talk about. I know. Uh, I appreciate you listening. So one of our 
uh, one of our friends, uh, we used to call it a, a sister podcast, but now I'm starting to feel if it's not maybe more a competitor is we're gaining market share. But the, poor, over poor, there, poor guy gets a vicious head injury and we're stepping on his toes. I, <laughs> Hey, Wally Pip. Okay, right? right. I know. I, okay. <laughs> so uh, he's been out talking about a trade using euro dollar futures. And uh, the net of the net is he's shorting volatility, which to me is, you know, if there's anything dumber <laughs> than 10 stews, please be nice. <laughs> No, I love this guy. He's a brother from another mother. I know, I know. But, but you know what? I, if I have to go public to save him, right? You can't until you hit rock bottom. I know, right? Yes. Okay. So um, one of the arguments that is made on this short volatility, uh, there, there's a couple of them. One is that uh, somebody thinks They've priced enough Fed tightenings in, which I'll swear up and down I've seen cannot be done. Right. Okay. Impossible. It just, it just can't be done. Okay. But let's take let's take the opinion out of this and let's deal with facts, shall we? Mm-hmm. Okay. As Churchill said, facts are better than dreams. So um, I have a, a few people that I uh, I do these. Uh, I think in German, uh, we they're called Gedanken experiments. They're, okay. It's called a thought experiment. Okay. Um, so I have a couple of buddies, and I said, do me a favor. Take a look at the uh, move in the two-year note over the last <clears throat> month and assume before the move what sort of standard deviation would you have to expect to see to get the move that we achieved? So it's sort of like a ex post ex ante thing, which mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I don't remember which is which, but it sounds good. Okay. Um, so one guy came back with, it's an eight standard deviation move. And another guy came back saying it was a 14 standard deviation move. Now, you know, you you can debate whether they're right or not, but these are guys I've known for 20 years, made not tens, but hundreds mm-hmm. of millions of dollars with, and I've come to rely on. Okay. So just going to uh, Wikipedia, okay, I'm not even going to go to, um, uh, let's see if I can find this thing. Um I'm not even going Wikipedia is a trusted source. It it, it is. Well, in this case, I I, I think it's right. I'm not even going to go to the 13 standard deviation move. I'm not even going to go to the 8 standard deviation move. A 6 standard deviation move happens once every 1.38 million years. Okay. Wow. So, um, okay. So, and and by the way, that happened like three times in the last two weeks. Right. Okay. Just so, just for, for yeah. clarity. <laughs> yeah. So we can throw out the fact that the statistics thing is mm-hmm. is bullshit. Okay. Because you know it, it it it's like if it happens, 
if the odds are 100 to 1 and it happens, then the odds weren't 100 to 1. Exactly, yeah. Okay. So uh, what I did, uh, working hard for not only you, but our viewers, as I said, I put a, a lot of time into the, the uh, Inside Baseball with Old Chestnut website. And uh, there's a few things that I put up there. Um, for those of you impaired with the internet, uh, I'll give you a brief description. But the first thing is actually um, my brother and I set up a trading uh, vehicle called Sachs Brothers Trading LLC. And there's a picture of our office, which is the Maybach. And so <laughs> Mark MD and I, on the pillar. <laughs> there you go. Mark and I are going to drive around in the car and we're going to trade. <laughs> And uh, yeah, you're going to get audited. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, if you scroll down a bit, there's a option pricing paper by Robert Merton, and I think he won the Nobel Prize for this. I'm not sure. Uh, I do know again on one of our competitors' podcasts, one of his guests was an option market maker back around LTCM, and. Uh, uh, he was bragging about how he was mismarking all sorts of options. I, I would like to, to send a note to him directly saying, thank you. Um, I made a fortune off of you <clears throat> mismarking stuff and, uh, God bless you. Um, but anyway, as you go to this Merton paper, it's your typical academic fucking crock of bullshit thing with a lot of, a lot of, uh, math. Uh, that I have no, I mean, I can barely read like there's a D, there's an S, there's an right, A. You got some a, of it. Yeah, a lambda. Hieroglyphics. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I did was, uh, since I can read, um, not, not well, but I went through and I underlined the, is, is, do you ever see a movie Slapshot? Yeah, of course. So she, she's, they're like the wife, the wives and the husbands are saying goodbye before the road trip. And she, the, one of the wives runs up, hands her husband a book and says, here, I, I highlighted the fuck scenes for you. <laughs> um, we, we can bleep that out in post-production, right? Yeah. So um, as I go through uh, this paper, um, and, and you don't have to follow along, but some of the things um, uh that he talks about um, Black and Scholes, the option model, assume, quote, ideal conditions in the market for the stock and the option. And it, 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 it says uh, these conditions are a frictionless market where there are no transaction costs or taxes. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, borrowing and short selling are allowed without restriction with full proceeds available. Well, we know that's not true. Uh, I mean, there's just, you just go through this thing and it's, it's farcical. Abnormal variations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it says in the big, and the best part is that the process relies on continuous stock price motion and uh, it couldn't allow for a jump stochastic process to find in continuous time, meaning there's no gaps. Okay, so it, in other words, Friday closes at par, Monday morning it, it opens at par. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 
and, you know, tell them about the best part. I, I, I got to see if I can find this thing. You know, I, 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 do you ever get nervous before a show? Before we um, do a show? No, just after you did Leadville, that's all. That was the only so, one. So before we, we get down to tape this thing, no anxiety? No, not, not at, at all. all. No. Because no. I get a little anxious. No, no, no. I, no, I just cheerful. I just know that if I if I stutter or screw up, I'll let you talk, and that that's what people come for. Because I I if you get nervous, I I have a little trick what? I can show you. That. <laughs> okay. Um. Anyway, if you go down to page sixteen I, out of eighteen. Oh wow! I got to eight. Okay, but go ahead. Go to okay. go to go to sixteen. Uh, okay. Um. It says. Uh, the Black Shell's estimate will be smaller than true value. So if you shorten it, you're getting less than, than true value. And here's the best part. It says, moreover, these differences will be magnified as one goes to short maturity options. Okay. So the shorter you are, the worse it gets. Okay. So, uh, talking about the short volatility trade. And I, I just got one little more arrow to fire because things come in threes, right? Okay, so number one, we know that the statistics don't work because we've had three events in the last four weeks that are only supposed to happen 1.38 million years. Okay. Number two, by their own admission, the model doesn't work, right? <laughs> yeah. Fair? In the okay. paper, yeah. Yeah. Number three, and... Um, <laughs> the trade is on LIBOR. Now, why is that a big deal? It's a big deal because they're phasing out LIBOR. And people are trading LIBOR less and less, mm -hmm. which means it gets more and more illiquid. So if something goes sideways on this thing, it, people aren't going to run in to take advantage when it goes up the food yeah. chain mm -hmm. and the risk manager says, hang on, you're short volatility on something that in the best of circumstances is vapor because there is no LIBOR, right? Yeah. It's a made up number, right? Interesting. You, you, that, that's part of that whole scam, right? Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so I, I just, I, 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 this guy, I love him to death. We're trying Honest to help. To We're trying I'm, to I'm, help. I'm trying to. I'm trying to help. Honestly, so um, I guess enough about that. Um, but going back to the website, I. By the way, I. I think the world's coming to the end. I really. Please, you were like my last hope. That you were. Gonna, I thought you were going to tell me things were going to be okay. Uh, no. Mm -hmm. um, so I mentioned my pan, my pal Robbie Wall. Mm -hmm. who uh robbie and this, i all right so now you're allowed to use them by name is this who's been well i asked for permission okay and it took a couple weeks because you know ndas and we mm -hmm. had to run mm -hmm. through legal and then we had yep. a background check and then it took a while to get the fingerprints you know anyway um so um uh he at my request uh has put together a chart and it's up on the website if you've seen this thing, okay? And I think I never know whether these things are called charts or graphs. I'll have to ask Cheryl. And I still, I think, I think it's curtains. 
right? You think the two of us would know this? Jeez. Yeah. yeah. So um, if you look at this chart, what I'd ask Robbie to do is take the Schiller price earnings ratio, okay, and then um, look at if you bought in on day X at that price earnings ratio, what did you earn? over the next five years. Okay. Now I modified it a little bit by saying it's not from day X five years. I said, let's give it a six month lag just because, you know, the market's volatile and I'd like to give it a little chance to kind of settle in. So if you go and you look at this thing and the Schiller price earnings ratio uh, I think closed to 36-ish. So if you look at this, um, so the bulk of the data shows over the next five years, you would expect to have a loss uh, anywhere from breaking even to a loss of maybe 5% compounded internal rate of return. That's not just, you know, five years later, you got 95 cents on the dollar. You got, you know, whatever that works out to be. Now, you know, you talked about correlation is not causality, and and I get that whole thing. And I don't think there's a lot of data. I mean, I think this is only 100 years worth of data. So, I mean, you know, there's plenty of situations which happens over the last 100. Yeah. So um, that's the first thing that I thought I would point out, just to show you that even though I can't calculate the tip, I, I can find someone that can help me. I was going to say, you could outsource this, though. <laughs> yeah, it's just amazing. It, above that, by the way, completely unstructured show. Um, there's that's, one of the funny, that's one of the funniest things you've put up in a long time. <laughs> there's a quote. It says, I put two children through Harvard by trading options. Unfortunately, they were my broker's children. <laughs> and that's from an author of the Wall Street Journal. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, so I don't know what's going to happen other than this. Uh, the Fed is going to tighten until something fucking breaks. And whether it breaks at two and a half or 10 and a half, that's where we're going. Mm-hmm. And anybody that wants to try and predict how many Titans they're going to be, I think they're asking for trouble. Right. Okay. Right. Um, because I've just proven to you, I believe, in the simple-minded world of old chestnut, that the statistical modeling is just, it's just, it's for academics. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, and, uh the one thing about the uh, option modeling and modeling in general, and I, even though you're not uh, a full-time financial markets professional, what people fail to realize is in a business where there's all types of math, okay, what people don't take into account is that you're not operating in a vacuum. So, if things are going great, things are going great. That That's easy enough to, to manage, okay? But when the shit's on, with virtually no exceptions, people lose their fucking minds. Mm-hmm. And the behavior, 
and what they do in the market just exacerbates the 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 uh, the problem. And, and so for me, you know, most of my job was like something was broke, go fix it. And 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 the solution was always the same thing. It's like get out. I mean, you know, figure out the most cost effective way to get out, but just stop mm-hmm. fucking digging a hole. Mm-hmm. But the best yeah. way not to stop digging a hole is don't do stupid trades. And, um, uh, yeah. Those so, models, man, ever since, I mean, you made me read, uh, when genius failed years ago and, and I've always snickered about those models and, you know, the economists it. and the MIT guys and yeah, it sounds great on paper sitting in a classroom, but then when you stack billions of dollars on top of it and you tie in a little bit of human emotion and human decision-making those models, you know, you yeah. can point to them as until it goes si- until it goes bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I had the for- good fortune of working uh, summer jobs at the board of trade. And one of the guys who uh, I have not kept in touch with, although I'm from time to time, I see his son who I, I, I love dearly. Like it's just a younger kid who's now 50 you know, I just like every time I see him, I give him a big hug. But his dad was explaining to me how he had been trading soybeans. And he was trading the November beans, which is the front month generally. And that's where all the activity is. And he was explaining to me how, like, the worst day he ever had, he lost like 300 grand. Now, this is 1970-something. And even today, 300 grand is a lot. But back then, it Understood. Yeah, of course. And, and I said, wow. And he said, well, yeah, he said, I lost about 200 grand getting out of the November, but then I lost another hundred something grand getting out of the back month spreads. And I said, what do you, what do you mean? He said, well, when shit's going down, you sell what you can. And he said, I couldn't sell any November. So I started selling some July and August. Interesting. And, and, and I remember thinking about that and kind of wondering, was he better off selling the back months and unwinding? And, and in my own experience, I ended up discovering generally you're better off just taking your lumps and, and getting out. Wow. That, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. That was uh, something I learned as a 17 or 18 year old, which is pretty good. So, um, something, uh, um, what's that fellow's name? The Bridgewater guy. What's his name? Uh, um, Ray, uh, the Dalai Lama. Yeah. Ray, uh, Ray Dalio. Dalio. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, f- for those who follow traditional, uh, portfolio management techniques, and that and that was a question from a, uh, a listener. Uh, I, I hope I can give him an answer. Yeah. Uh, you wanted to know specifically about the uh, the Bridgewater's All Weather Fund, okay? Um, well, there were there were a couple mm-hmm. of questions. Mm-hmm. One was about the All Weather Fund, and one mm-hmm. was, you know, do you have any advice how to man, you know, to to manage risk and portfolio. And then there was another question about private investments with real yes. estate. And, and and I'd like to try and hit all three. But um, first, let me pass on uh, Ray Dalio. Um, I read 
yesterday, his net worth is $22 billion. I thought you were going to say you read his book. No. His book is like just, you know, there's, he's plastered all over Metro North. You get off the train at Grand Central, raise faces right there, selling his book. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I got this off the internet, which you've heard of that, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. So it's portfolios, portfolioslab.com. <laughs> and if you look at Ray's all weather portfolio return for the last 10 years, it says 6.95%. If you look at the benchmark of his all weather fund, meaning, you know, if you, if you broke it down into sectors, that return is 12.36%. So as I said, I'm not that great with math, but basically the benchmark almost doubled what Ray did. So you could have mm -hmm. got twice the return, but then Ray Dalio wouldn't be worth $22 billion, writing a book and, and this mm -hmm. and that. And, and just is, is a little bit of an old chestnut thing. This is always why I went into proprietary trading because I never wanted to look somebody in the eye and say, I lost your money mm -hmm. or I'm sorry I didn't do better or, and, and why, like I won't give financial advice to people because I, I just, you, you know me a long time. I, I couldn't sleep at night. Like I lose my money. Fucking I'm great at it. Right. <laughs> World class. <laughs> but, but somebody else, I just don't want the responsibility. So, so to the question, the person and I, I, I'm getting the impression it was a young man, but I, mm -hmm, I don't mm -hmm. know. But, but he said, you know, how do you manage the – how would you balance a portfolio? So there's a saying, uh, a Jew always answers a question with a question. Um, uh, the reason I can't answer that question for you is because everybody's different. Mm -hmm. And we talked about this last week or the week before, right? And I think it was something along the lines of like, I think, Liam, you and I would agree over 20 years, stocks are going to do a 8% IRR. And, but you probably got 20 years. And whether I do or not is out of my control. I hope I do. That'd be great. But, you know, you got two different time frames. Okay. And then... You have two different income streams. You have two different liability, right? Like so, to just just to be just to be perfectly clear. So you have a a, a two point seven year old daughter. Two point three. Two point. Ah, okay. I apologize. I can't imagine two point seven. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, when you get to three point oh, Jesus. Uh, so you have liability. I have children where that liability in terms of education is zero, right? So how do I create a portfolio structure that is a one size fits all? So the answer is I can't answer it because, you know, you need to sit down and, you know, figure out what are your assets, what's your income stream, what's your marginal propensity to consume, what are your liabilities, you know, what are hopes and dreams. So, uh, so I think that answers that question. Um, 
just going back to the Ray Dalio thing between the Ray Dalio, the and Kathy Wood, um, it just fucking bums me out how people constantly give these people money to manage, and it's like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, I mean, it's it's like these podcasts could be three hours long. I have a sheet of things that I saw during the week, which are just so obtuse. Give me, give and, me some, uh, just, just rattle them off. Come on. Let me see if I can find, uh, I, you know, it, it's, it's, they're idiosyncratic notes. Um, but <laughs> let's just, and most of them involve four letter words. Um, I, I had this whole thing. I was speaking with Anthony yesterday morning. Mm -hmm. um, he's in London. So okay. when I get up at four, mm -hmm. it, it, might be four <laughs> it might be four at night over there. Do you know Anthony's power bill has quadrupled? I didn't know that. I knew that was coming. Um, yeah. 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 So I don't know what Kathy would suggest. Um, uh, let me talk about these public private investments very quickly. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. And, and then I would like to propose a solution because uh, I'm getting ready to run for office and I can fix everything. But um, so uh, I've had a, a lot of private investments over the years. Um, if I had to guess, I'd say maybe it's 50. Uh I don't know. Uh, I've never added it up, but I'm pretty good at guessing. And the bulk of them worked out poorly. I don't want to say bad. Some definitely worked out bad, but a, a lot of them worked out poorly. And fortunately, a couple, you know, got literally got lucky. Okay, it wasn't great management. It was just sort of, you know, Bill Gates inventing a software package that IBM wanted, but but to a far smaller extent, right? So uh, I had stuff that I lost a hundred and twenty-five percent of my investment, <laughs> and there's things I made twelve times on. Mm -hmm. Of mm -hmm. course, the the making the twelve times was a much smaller amount than the. Loss, which, one, which one bothers you the most? Which one still irks you today? That's a great question. The one that irks me the most, I think, is uh, a friend of ours and I helped develop a hotel bar that became world famous. On Long Island? And became world famous. I knew and, it. And, um, <laughs> I, and I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> and it, it, <laughs> yeah. So, so oh, anyway. stop, 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 stop. How did that, can you explain that to me? Because today, if I wanted to go there for 4th of July weekend, it's going to cost me $15,000 to be there Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Right. Okay. Today. Yes. So, can I just ask? Can you give me the two-minute version of how that how that didn't how you how that worked out for you? <laughs> well, I unfortunately I can't because mm -hmm. we signed, oh right right we right 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 
yeah. non-disparagement. Okay, and okay. It, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and so that's how I lost more than 100%. Okay. Because okay. Okay, okay. Um, I, I'm like, okay. fuck you. This is ridiculous. And when I got the when I got the legal bill, <laughs> I thought it was wrong. I mean, I'm like, I spent 40 hours in disbelief going through the bills. It's like this can't possibly be happening. Mm. And but no, I can't describe. Okay, that. okay, okay, okay. But in a very general sense, uh, so I've had some restaurant bar type things. I've had a lot of real estate type things, both. Commercial meaning, mm-hmm. you know, you rent stuff out to a nail salon or a clothing store. Um, uh, condom where you sell it mm-hmm. and then uh, rental, yep. like rental properties. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty much that. And then the airport stuff. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the real estate stuff, uh, it, it's like any of these things. You, you bump into somebody you know. and there's someone's always hawking a deal, right? And so when I was young at Greenwich Capital, my partners, when you get your bonus, they're all eager to make more money with it. And and so I put in a little bit of money in a real estate deal and an airport deal, mostly because I wanted to be part of the the group, right? I I figured interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. my, My my bonus was X. I took 0.1x and I put it in the real estate. I took 0.1x and put it in the airport. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to see what happens. And the real estate one immediately goes in the shitter. <laughs> yeah. It, mm-hmm, was, mm-hmm. it was an office building. And, and in the end, we ended up making an 8% IRR. Mm-hmm. But I'll say that <laughs> story for another day. Um, but the the airport stuff fucking clicked and so when the real estate deals would come i'd be like yeah i'm good there and mm-hmm. as the airport deals would come would be like i'll take whatever you give me Interesting. because you'll you'll learn right yeah 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 um, but but what i would suggest for people if they're gonna do this stuff and by the way my suggestion is don't well, I, 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 yeah, I yeah. It. You know, no, most I know. You've been clear about that forever. Most people do not have the financial flexibility that I had to take losses and take risks. Okay, right. And you and, said you put point one of your bonus, and I know you're not lying about that. Well, ten percent. You know, right. Yeah, 10% I know. I know. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, but in, and this goes back to something I've said many times. If you look at my brother's IRR who's been nothing but believe in the stock market. In my IRR, I'm guessing there's no difference. Yeah, 5149, right? <laughs> yeah, so, but I had to do a lot of work. And I, you know, I got lucky on a couple of things. Like, remember, like you're talking about that office building. The first mm-hmm. one I did was an office building, right? Mm-hmm. It was in New Orleans, okay? The thing was failing. And then they had that flood. What, mm-hmm. what was that? Well, Katrina, yeah. Katrina. That was the only building left standing. Wow. And the United States government came in and said, we need that. Okay. So, so yeah. So, and that, that was an eight. 
right? I mean, if you would just put it in spoos, it'd have been yeah. a 20 something, right? Okay. <laughs> And, and, and so the thing, the bar where I lost all that money mm-hmm. that I won't talk to you about. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, so I lost 150% on that because I lost my investment mm-hmm. and then the legal fees. Okay. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, one of the guys I met, we built a condo. Okay. And we made 12 times our money on it. Wow. Okay. See? So, yeah. But it had been a whole lot easier to buy the spoons. <laughs> I was going to say, and, do what and, I do. <laughs> right? But the, the, fortunately for me, um, I like learning. I, I've yeah. been lucky enough yeah. and earned yeah. enough. And, and, but so I hope that answers most of the, most of the questions. Uh, I had a guy ask, wanted to know about the NYU course that you took. Didn't you take an on? Did you take that NYU I, course I online? Did. I did. And a couple of people who sent you emails, I, uh, I sent them the link. Okay. Um, if you think it's important, I can put the link up. Send you send website. it to me. Yeah. It, yeah. If you got the link, put it on the website. Yeah. yeah, I'll, yeah, put, yeah. I'll put it on Public the website. Stuff, put it up. Yeah. It, it's seven hundred ninety-five dollars. Come on. Of which man. we get five hundred ninety-five. Yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> uh, I think it's what I took. But yeah. you know, I did it a few years ago. But I I went back and and by the way, just so you know. It's some guy who goes into his basement with a tape recorder and a microphone, and he bangs out all eight or ten classes in one sitting. Wow. So by the time you get to class number eight or whatever, he's pretty tired. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, So it's not uh, one of these fancy Dan things you see on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I, I learned a lot, and uh, you know, it pays your money. You take your chances. Can I ask you about the political aspect of the rate hikes? Because remember, sure. somebody said you, remember, you mentioned the other day that somebody had brought up the political aspect of it and how everyone aligns. Um, can they? I mean, maybe this is a stupid question. Can can Biden and the administration say? You need to you need to slow play this. You can't you can't hike it. You cannot destroy the economy right now because if you hike the rates so much that you it it reflects on them. Is there an aspect to that? Well, so you know, there's these famous stories of like LBJ, you know, pushing around Fed chairman in his office. Uh, I don't know, it was Arthur Burns or somebody like that. But you know, there's the moral suasion, which is you know they regularly meet um and the fed chairman has a six-year term so depending how close he is to his term then the administration gets to nominate new governors uh so is there a one-to-one correlation no uh i don't know what the percentage is but that you know they 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 can try and exert some influence. The thing though is, I don't uh, I don't think there's any desire to push back by the administration. I I think everyone's clear that food prices are going up. Okay, energy prices are going up. That affects the people who vote, right, and. Uh, right now, with the unemployment rate so low, uh, it's not like it's a hard time finding work. Now, 
to steal something from our friend Anthony Peters, the, um, oh God, I'm going to have a senior moment here, but the particip- the participation rate, okay, this is what you really need to focus on because if you're not looking for work, you're not unemployed. So now what we need to watch is as the price of food goes up, as the price of energy goes up, and the price of wages goes up, I'm going to expect to see more people re-enter the labor force, which will push unemployment up. So now you got a delicate dance you have to watch, and uh, but I don't see the I don't see Biden saying boo uh, for months. And you said something about you know exert their influence um, and them releasing the strategic petroleum reserve. The you know is is well that's is that, no, um, is that comical to you? Uh, it just doesn't really amount to much, right? I mean, it's I you know it's like I don't have that number in front of me. <laughs> right. I mean, what is it? What is it? Fourteen days worth of yeah. oil or something? Yeah, and, exactly. And, yeah. and by the way, hello, you got to fill it back up. Yeah, but yeah. So before we go, because I know we're already crossed the one hour, and I'm getting the the, the red light yeah. went on, which means my time is up. Um, there's a very simple way to slowly correct this. Okay, start using coal. Start fracking. Okay, allow some additional pipelines between here and Canada. Okay. Raise the Social Security age from 65 to 67, okay? Tax any kind of borrowing that is done against elevated value in equities. For instance, the Jeff Bezos, uh, Elon Musk, Mm -hmm. Bill Gates guys, okay? And uh, eliminate high fructose corn syrup. Yeah, no kidding. They got to turn the nuclear power. They got they shut Indian Point off. Okay, I I grew up around Indian Point. Indian Point has been kept the lights on in New York City for the yeah. last forty years. Um, yeah, yeah. They came and shut that down. Okay, well now that you shut down Indian Point, um, when you get rolling blackouts this summer when it's one hundred and five degrees, all right, you, you enjoy your five dollar gas what's too. While a, you're at- what's gasoline now? You know, it came off. It's like four, it came forty cents off in the last couple of days. I went from four fifty nine down to like four nineteen, and I think it was almost at four oh nine. So I don't. I'm sure it was not the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, but no, no, no. It, it, it's probably we're entering the point, and I hope I don't embarrass my son-in-law. But it's March, right? So they no, it's start. April. Sh- it's April. There you go. You are. You brought the oh, port. Fuck. All right. Sorry, Lisa. No, we can have to hit delete and start over. Um, we're in this crossover period where the refineries stop making home heating oil and they start making gasoline. So I think that makes the price a okay. little bit more volatile. But we're heading into driving season. Yeah. And they ran out of jet fuel in Austin. They uh, almost ran out of jet fuel in Scottsdale. And I know this doesn't affect most people, but I was talking to a couple of pilots that had just uh, fueled up in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and paid eleven dollars a gallon. Whoa, eleven bucks in Jackson that's Hole. That's a that's a real number. So. One of the um one of the most impressive one of the 
moments that left a very lasting impression on me, um, and I'll never forget, was your displeasure when we were waiting for fuel on our way home, okay, um, and there was a delay, an unforeseen delay in our itinerary, <laughs> and you paced a hole in the, in the carpet of the lobby of where we were waiting. So the fact that, not, so God forbid they run out, and then they're going to whack you $11 for it, okay, while you sit yeah. and wait on the tarmac. <laughs> that, that, wasn't, that wasn't the good moment. That wasn't the good moment for me. You I've, had your hat pulled. You had your the brim of your hat pulled down over your eyes, all slumped down in the couch. <laughs> I'm the first one to admit I have anger management issues. <laughs> I just remember you saying, "I fucking hate wasting time." Well, and I think yeah. it might have been like a like it might have been like a seven minute delay. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was signature flight support at Denver Airport. Just so you know, fuck you guys and. And and the idiot, this is what it was a half hour delay. And what you know what caused the delay? The guy spilled gasoline on the tarmac. So there's like a whole fucking protocol. When there's gas anyway, I digress. I apologize for my wife one percent privilege and uh <laughs> thanks for listening and uh we've got a good get weekend, folks. <laughs> Take care, buddy. See you, See next you week. pal. Bye.